and you're listening to the Independence News Hour on WBAI Radio in New York. I'm John Tarleton, editor in chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. You can find our latest news at independent.org. Also, our new November print edition hit the streets yesterday. You can find it in our red and white news boxes across the city in libraries, independent bookstores, other venues. And I'm also joined today by the Indies Associate Editor, Amba Gagarian. Hi, John. It's great to be here with you and all of our listeners on 99.fm and sorry, on 99.5 FM. I know that number well. And streaming online on WBAI.org. In the first half of today's show, we're going to delve more into the ongoing humanitarian crisis taking place on Rikers Island. In a few minutes, we'll speak with Madeline Feliciano, the guardian of Nicholas Feliciano, who was 18 when he attempted to commit suicide by hanging and guards did nothing for seven minutes to come to his aid. We're also going to be talking with Matt Thomas about the role of the judiciary in filling Rikers Island with people who shouldn't be there. But first, uh, Amba, you've been covering the crisis crisis at Rikers for the past year and a half, interviewing uh, various inmates and staff throughout the pandemic. And you have a, a really outstanding piece in our November issue, again, that hit the streets yesterday. And I think it really synthesized so much of the reporting you have done over the past 18 months and, and really takes us inside the dysfunction at Rikers Island. And one thing I was struck by is how your article brings forward a full spectrum of voices, including the guards who are also dealing with an incredibly difficult situation. Right, John. Thank you for that. Um, and and as you were saying about sort of the spectrum of of sides on this story, I think um, a big issue in the in the in the rapid the recent rapid decline of conditions on the island that we've been hearing about um, is is the the you know the lack of guards showing up to work, but. Um, you know, the Feliciano family who we're about to speak with can attest to the fact that before this work shortage, um, you know, conditions were already quite, quite bad on Rikers Island, always have been, were exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, and the guards, partially because of that, stopped showing up, which led to even a worse situation you know already in 2021 14 incarcerated people have died on Rikers Island making this the deadliest year on on the penal colony since 2015 and um at least half of those deaths have been confirmed to suicides while there's speculation that a few more were, were also um and and this is the deadliest year since 2015 when Khalif Browder uh committed suicide uh a 16 year old after after being released from the island. So this this problem has been around for a long time. Suicide on Rikers, bad conditions on Rikers. Um, and it's affecting everybody. You know, uh, it's affecting the inmates. It's affecting the guards. It's affecting the healthcare workers. And it's resulting in everybody treating each other with more violence, um, you know, as as we often do in violent situations. So I think it's important that we notice that this situation is beyond guards and it's really up to the city to make a change. Right. And in, in speaking of that, um, we're, we're going to um, uh, speak today with Madeline Feliciano, Nicholas's grandmother, and Joshua Kamagwea, uh, Nicholas's uncle, and also uh, David Rankin, who is representing them in a lawsuit against the city. Uh, 
Right. So we're very excited to speak with Madeline and Joshua and David um, and just a little intro to their situation. You know, as I was saying, negligence on the part of the Department of Correction um, has always been prevalent. It's gotten worse under COVID um, and steeply declined recently. But before that, it was already an issue. Our first guest can attest to the fact that guards not stepping in during attacks, during fights or incidents of self-harm has been an issue. Um, and, you know, Nicholas Feliciano was 18 years old when he was sent to Rikers for a parole violation in 2019. And in December of that year, he attempted to commit suicide and was visibly hanging in his cell for seven odd minutes before anyone helped him get down. Um, and the Board of Corrections, which is the Department of Corrections oversight body, just released a report on this incident stating that the circumstances of the incident are disturbing and starkly illustrate persistent issues of the city's jails. So here to speak with us today about this is Madeline Feliciano, Nicholas Feliciano's grandmother, Joshua Carmega. Did I say that correctly? Joshua yes. Carmenga, yes. Nicholas's uncle, and David Rankin, who is representing the family in a lawsuit against the city. So welcome to the show. Um, before we head into our questions, I just wanted to start out by saying I'm so sorry for the situation that your family has endured and continues to go through. We really, you know, we really feel for you. And um, I just laid out some of the details, but would you mind explaining, maybe Madeline or Joshua, explaining the extent to the extent that you feel comfortable, more details, more negligence on the part of the Department of Corrections and all those who were around during, you know, your your loved ones um, attempted suicide. Um, well, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Um, it's been a lot going on. Um, today, my grandson still almost two years next month. Um, he's still at um, rehab um, due to this tragic um, incident that happened in 2019 at Rikers Island. Um, and we got this report from the BOC last week and um, it clearly states um, on their investigation what happened to Nicholas. Um, he was left hanging for seven minutes and 51 seconds and um, officers were there and nobody interact to help him and still today my question is why are these officers still working in Rikers Island um they should have been fired or arrested um and they still there and meanwhile my grandson still has you know issues and 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 he's still in a hospital um you know and I'm going to continue to seek justice for Nicholas because someone needs to be held accountable for what happened. They knew that um, Nicholas suffered from mental health issues. He was supposed to be on medication. He also had a history of suicidal attempts. This was all documented and it was on record. And they just threw him in a maximum security cell and, and watched him take his life, try to take his life away. And um, nothing has been done about it. We, we haven't gotten no, no response, not even from the mayor. Like, what, you know, what, what, what happens now? It's my question. Justice needs to be done. And there's always been a problem in Rikers Island. And there continues to be a problem in Rikers Island. And after Nicholas, 
a lot more has happened. So, you know, something needs to be fixed here. Something is definitely wrong. So tell us, tell us, Madeline, a little bit about how Nicholas ended up in Rikers. You know, I, I, most people know but forget that actually three quarters of the population is a jail. You know, three quarters of the population are held pre-trial. And then of those that um, have already been to trial, been to court, uh, there's a lot of people in there for parole violations. So tell us about how Nicholas was in there because of a parole violation. Well, according to the Department of um, Probation, they so-called claimed that Nicholas had violated parole. Um, Nicholas went into probation to parole voluntarily to meet his parole officer. Um, and the next thing I know um, on that same day, I get a phone call stating that my grandson was taken to Rikers Island for a technical parole violation. Right. And um, that he had a hearing, I think like in December sometime and um this happened what like a week after Nicholas was taken to Rikers Island. He didn't belong there in the first place. He was only 18th and he had a lot of mental issues and he needed therapy and he needed to be on medication. Um, he didn't belong in Rikers Island. And, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the other people on the island, incarcerated people, shared that situation. You know, I think at least half, actually, I'm sure that uh, 49% of um, those uh, incarcerated on the island have an M status, which means they've been diagnosed with mental health, um, uh, uh, with a, sorry, with mental illness. And uh, could you just explain a little bit more sort of the services that Nicholas was lacking as far as medical services go and uh, the extent that you know that those services lack in general? Um, well, Nicholas always received um, therapy on a weekly basis with the New York psychotherapy. Um, he also used to see a psychiatrist on a monthly basis, and he was taking medications for his um, anxiety and his suicidal attempts. So what I'm thinking here is when he got to Rikers Island, according to the report, he wasn't even given no medication and he was crying for help and they didn't even give him his medication. So who could explain that to me too? Like, you know, there's neglect everywhere. The, the way I'm looking at it, Nicholas was neglected in every aspect possible and, right. and nobody did nothing about it to help him. And, and speaking speaking of neglect, uh, can you talk about the the situation that uh, unfolded that day uh, where, when he was left hanging? Uh, something like nine people walked by um, yes. before before someone uh, came to his aid. And also, what is Nicholas's situation like uh, today at this time? Well, Nicholas is still um, currently at Bellevue Hospital Rehabilitation um, Unit. Um, and he has cognitive impairment, mobility impairment, speech impairment. He was diagnosed with um, anoxic brain um, damage due to the lack of time that he was left hanging without oxygen. Um, and um, right now we're trying to get him into another rehabilitation center where he could get all the help and care that he needs. Um, but yes, um, there was officers 
um, walking and chatting and not doing nothing while my grandson was hanging. And according to the report, it was a minute and I believe 51 seconds. And Nicholas was having a change of mind and he was trying to move the shirt where he was hanging from. And they seen that and they did nothing. They did not intervene. They did nothing. So it's devastating for me, my family, you know, um, the, this horrific thing happened to Nicholas and, and these officers are still in Rikers Island. Like, how do you explain that? Uh, absolutely. Um, that's a, that's a good question, Madeline. Uh, one more question, um, just zooming out a little bit, uh, Madeline and Joshua, you know, uh, there's been, since before Nicholas was ever on the island in 2016, uh, Mayor de Blasio announced that Rikers Island would be closed um, in 2026. So, you know, we don't know how if, how that will happen, if that will happen as Eric Adams takes place. But what's your take on what needs to be done with Rikers and how this situation should be avoided in the future? Well, um, to be honest, we, we, we feel like there has to be zero changes to Rikers Island. It just needs to be shut down completely. And it starts with the, with, with, with the mayor, Mayor de Blasio. He came in, you know, on his campaign saying he was going to close everything. He was going to shut it down. He was going to make changes. Zero changes has been done. You know, they, they, they limited the people that they put in there. But besides that, no changes has been done. Everybody's still, you know, and they're going, going in there with fear, you know, not knowing if they're going to come out, not knowing what's going to happen. Because there's a lot of situations like Nicholas' situation where young kids go in there, you know, not everybody has the help, you know, that and the support that Nicholas has. So they go in there with fear and they go in there not knowing what's, what to expect, you know. So everything starts, we think, with de Blasio, it's, you know, specifically because he came in, you know, pledging, oh, we're going we're gonna to shut Rikers down, we're going to make changes, give us a few years, give us this, give us that. Nothing's been done, nothing at all. You know, no changes. It starts off with with with, with the um, correction officers, with these guys, um, Captain Terry Terry Henry specifically is the guy that walked in as my nephew is committing suicide. Stays there for 14 seconds. I don't know if he was encouraging him. I don't know what he was telling him, but he was in there for 14 seconds watching him hang himself and then walks out. So that that is bizarre. That's 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 and you know every report we get, every investigation gets worse. Right. Still, no changes is being done. Nothing, nothing. But we don't, we don't know if it was Harry, that, um, Captain Henry, that walked in. But there was clearly one of the corrections officers walked into the cell, looked at the situation, turned around, and left, and didn't cut Nicholas down. And the corrections officers reported this as a manipulative gesture. The idea that someone trying to take their own life is somehow manipulating the corrections officers should offend every New Yorker. Uh, it's just. So far beyond, how can you possibly watch someone do that and not try to help them? Right. And and that thank you. First, that was Joshua speaking, um, Nicholas's uncle, and then and then David, uh, the family's lawyer. Uh, we we really appreciate you coming on here with us. And as you said, the problem has not gotten better at all. Uh, rife neglect is so very prevalent uh, 
uh, a person named Richard Blake just died of hanging himself after uh, a guard walked off uh, a couple months ago, off, walked off for 15 hours off the post. So um, this issue has not gotten better at all. It has gotten worse. The situation with medical has only gotten worse. Only 10% of people are getting their daily meds. So I encourage our listeners to follow this issue, read up on it, do what you can, uh, keep in touch with it, pressure your representatives. And um, thank you so much everybody who joined us today we're going to move on to our next segment but we we do really appreciate you joining us thank you thank you thank you for your time thank you and yet in our second segment we're gonna whoa whoa remember 